And we find this Greek word, logos, as we know, repeated three times in this first verse. A word that can mean to speak. It means word. It can mean uh, a message that is presented. But here, it's not referring to something. It's referring to someone. And we are told in verse 14 that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And he goes on to describe this in verse 17. He ends that saying that the word through grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. He gives us a name of the word. So he's not talking about something. He's not talking about the message that God would give to the people. But he's talking about the author of the very word itself, God himself, in the person Jesus Christ. You're looking too far for that need you have inside. You're on a big merry-go-round and it's taking you for a ride. You've got to let go and let go. Welcome to The Cleansing Word. We invite you to stay with us as Pastor John Pinnell of Calvary Chapel Lake Villa takes us through a verse-by-verse study from God's Word. Each Monday through Friday, we'll be airing messages to encourage you in your faith that you might grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope that you enjoy this broadcast, and I'll return at the close of this teaching to give you more information about our church and how you can obtain a copy of this message. Now here's Pastor John with today's message from God's Word. Well, we're going to start the Gospel of John 18 plus years ago. This is where I began as your pastor in the Gospel of John. We've taught through the New Testament and I've taught the book of Acts four times, book of Revelation about three times, First John twice. So it's not that I went straight through and starting over again, but we've had a few detours in the process. But back at the Gospel of John, and when I began, it took two and a half years to get through it. But this year, I mapped it out. And if I can hold to it, 37 teachings, it will pretty much, considering Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day, vacation days, you know, maybe we'll, 2018, we'll get through the Gospel of John. But I really look forward to going through the Gospel once again with this fellowship, that the Lord would just uh, grow us in our faith and our love for Him. I titled the overall theme for the Gospel from John 20, verse 31, titled that, That You May Believe that you may believe, and it comes from verse 31, but John said in verse 30 of chapter 20, truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. We're going to learn about that life a bit today. As we go into the first 18 verses of the Gospel of John. So I I said I mapped out the teachings for the year. And whether I hold true to them or not, we'll see. But I'm giving it a try. And some of the chapters, they're long enough and the theme is deep enough that 
I just simply need to break it down. And chapter one will be here for three weeks. Some of the chapters, although it may be a little lengthy, it's like one theme. It's one story that I'll just grab the whole thing at one teaching, or at least that's the goal. And we can find ourselves going through the word of God. I want to just mention a couple of things before we get into John's gospel. One, that you'll never find John name himself like Luke, who tells us that he is writing the gospel. John never names himself in this gospel. He names other disciples. He names John the Baptist. He talks about Jesus, Mary, Martha, Lazarus, but never refers to himself by his name but does refer to himself in John 1, 14. He says he's one of the eyewitnesses. In John 13, 23, John 20, verse 2, John 21, verses 7 and 20, he says, I'm the disciple whom Jesus loves. And in John 18, 16, John 20, verses 2, 3, 4, and 8, he calls himself the other disciple, And he combines the two in John 20, verse 2, where he says that Mary ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them, they've taken away the Lord and we do not know where they have laid him. So Polycarp was a disciple of John. He had contact with John. And it's Irenaeus who heard Polycarp testify saying that John, the disciple of the Lord, who also had leaned upon his breast, had himself published a gospel during his residence in Ephesus in Asia. And so this is reaffirmed to some of the early church fathers, Clement of Alexandria, Tertullian, other church fathers also support this. Eusebius specifically says that both Matthew and John had Gospels, the disciples of the Lord. So we have by tradition, John being the author of this book, he never refers to himself, but to call himself an eyewitness, the disciple whom Jesus loved, and the other disciple. John's believed to have written this Gospel somewhere between 85 to 95, and he died, it's thought, that he died somewhere around 80, 98. So just prior to his death, the last 10 or 15 years prior to his death, he penned these words, which I think is significant. Uh, Even one of the uh, authors that I was reading this week talked about John retiring to Ephesus after he left. He used those words, that when he retired to Ephesus, this was his getaway place, like it could be so many heading out to Florida or Arizona as we get older. But what he said, that when the persecution against the church became so severe that the apostles left Jerusalem, that John retired to Ephesus prior to being arrested and sent to the Isle of Patmos, and then afterwards being released and coming back to Ephesus where he ended his days ministering and serving the church there and writing this gospel that God was able to use him in his latter years. And I think that's significant. God can use us no matter what age we might be. But also, John is known as the disciple of, anybody know? 
Love, thank you. <laughs> he is known as the disciple of love as we read through it. So I took a quick survey and I found that Matthew used the word love, whether it's agape or phileo, he used the word love 11 times in his gospel. Mark used it five times, Luke 12 times, but John 26 times. He referred to the love, either agape or phileo in his writing. And today I want us to see the word, the life, and the light in verses 1 through 18 of John chapter 1. We're going to discover that the word was in the beginning, in verse 1. The life and the light of men, verses 2 through 5. The witness from God, verses 6 through 9. The children of God, verse 10 through 13. And the only begotten of God, verses 14 through 18. So I'm going to get us into the word just a little bit. I'll read verses 1 through 5. Ask the Lord to bless the teaching of his word. John's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And Father, I pray that you would bring us comprehension today. Give us understanding, Lord, of your truth, the truth of your word. Inspire us, Lord, by your Holy Spirit today. Teach us through the words that John recorded for us here in John chapter 1, but also as we reference other parts of the Bible May we, Lord, at the beginning of this year, just ask that you would bless our journey through the Gospel of John, that we might know, that we might believe, Lord, these things that have been taught, that through them, Lord, we might have life. And I know for the majority of us, Lord, we have received you as our Savior. But Father, I, I also believe that there is more that you desire for each of us. So, Father, we pray that we would just come toward you with open hearts and open lives, desiring, Lord, that you would guide us and fill us with your spirit, that we might serve you, no matter the age, Lord, that we might serve you with our lives. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. So the famous first verse of John chapter 1 in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Now, the Greek referring to the word, we translate it as the beginning here. It's not referring to something that is the first one made, but actually in the context of the passage, it's referring to that through the word, everything comes into existence, that everything exists. And we'll see this as we go through the passage. John will reaffirm this himself in verse three, saying that all things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that was made. So in the beginning, because of the word, everything has come into existence. And we find this Greek word, logos, as we know, repeated three times in this first verse. A word that can mean to speak. It means word. It can mean uh, a message that is presented. But here, it's not referring to something. It's referring to someone. And we are told in verse 14 that the word became flesh, and dwelt among us, and he goes on to describe this in verse 17, 
he ends that saying that the word through grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. He gives us a name of the word. So he's not talking about something. He's not talking about the message that God would give to the people, but he's talking about the author of the very word itself, God himself in the person, Jesus Christ. This also John 1, 1, we know is a verse that's been attacked by the Jehovah's Witness. They will read it this way in their New World Translation. In the beginning, the Word was, and the Word was with God, and the Word was a God. That's the New World Translation. And they do this because there is no definite article with that last word in the Greek for God. It, if we would read it in our text, it says the word is theos in the Greek. There's no definite article. There's no the in place of that. And so they say that it cannot be distinguished as the God or as God, but as a God. And so they're saying that it's not God, but a God, and that it should be properly translated as a God. And when they do this, they attack the deity of Jesus Christ, saying that he is a God. They also believe that he's uh, a brother of Satan, that Jesus came up with the better plan for our salvation. And also they believe that he's already returned and he's in the secret chamber right now. So welcome to the millennial age. We're living it right now. So they have a lot of distortions in their teachings, this being one of them. I went to John Enkelberg's website. This is actually written by John Wilden. He said concerning this, the difficulty is that had the Apostle John used the article with Theos, if he had used the article, he would have declared that the God was the Word. Had he done so, he would have confused the persons of the Trinity. In other words, to declare that the God was the Word, Jesus, would have stated that all of God the whole Trinity was Jesus. And so John declares that the Lord was with God, but also was God, but also the second person of the Trinity, as we'll discover. And he'll speak about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We'll see them distinctly mentioned throughout our study in the Gospel of John. The Word tells us in Jude 4 that certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who have turned the grace of God into lewdness and denied the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. And, and to this day, there are those who are creeping into the church proper, but also in the occult as the Jehovah's Witness, they would be described. And they twist the word of God to change the intended meaning of the word of God. The Bible Knowledge Commentary said of verse 1, if this verse is correctly understood, it helps clarify the doctrine of the Trinity. Now I'm going to read what the Bible Knowledge Commentary wrote and then insert the portion of Scripture from John 1.1 that goes with it. So they begin by saying, The Word is eternal. In the beginning was the Word. Next they say, The Word is in relationship to God the Father. The Word was with God. And finally they say, The Word is God. John wrote, the Word was God. So the Word, Jesus, was with God in the beginning and was God as part of the triunity of the Godhead. But he's also the life and the light 
of men, verses 2 through 5. In verses 2 and 3, we see that Jesus made all things. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. The Word, who was with God in the beginning, but also made all things, all things made through him. Paul agrees with this in Colossians 1, 16 and 17. He says, for by him, Jesus, all things were created that are in the heaven and that are on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions, principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him, all things consist. So God eternal in the beginning was the word God eternal, but he is before all things and in him, all things consist. It reminded me of Solomon in Proverbs chapter 8, in verses 22 through 30. He has this beautiful passage where wisdom is personified. And if we take wisdom and replace it with Jesus and all the various pronouns that go with it, Jesus fits beautifully into this passage and reinforces the truth that the Son was with the Father before the foundation of the world. And And I'm going to look at a bit of Proverbs 8, but also tie it to John's gospel as well. And I want us to look at two things. First, Jesus was with God before the world was created in Proverbs 8, 22 through 26. And so all the personal pronouns, we don't find wisdom being named in this passage, but it was earlier in the passage. All the personal pronouns referring to Jesus As you hear it being read, think of Jesus in there. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his ways, before his works of old. I have established from everlasting, from the beginning, before there ever was an earth. When there was no depths, I was brought forth. When there was no foundations abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth or the fields or the primal dust of the world. In John 17, 5, Jesus will pray in his great priestly prayer. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory that I had with you before the world was. And as we continue in Proverbs 8, verses 27 through 31, we discover that Jesus was with God, actively involved in creation, Proverbs 8, 27 says, When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the foundations of the deep, when he assigned the sea its limits, so that the waters would not transgress his command. When he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him as a master craftsman. I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and my delight was in the sons of men. In Hebrews 1.8 it says, But to the Son, he says, verse 10, You, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hand. God speaking to his Son, saying, You, Lord, are in the beginning. You laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are are the work of your hands. Jesus made all things. All things were made through him. He gives life in verse 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. In Genesis 2, 7, we find that God breathed into 
man life, and he became a living being. Genesis 2, 7, the breath of life was breathed into him. He became a living being, and it speaks about both spiritual and physical life. And at that time, Adam and Eve, they were able to walk in fellowship with God. They not only had physical life, but they had spiritual life. They were in unity with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But the moment they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, their eyes were open, according to Genesis 3-7, and they physically began to die. They sinned against the command of the Lord, and spiritually they were separated from God. There was spiritual death, for sin had separated them from God. And we learn early on in Genesis that God had to make a proper covering for them. They took fig leaves. They realized that they were naked. And they thought, oh my, I need to cover up this flesh. And they took fig leaves and they sewed them together and they hid themselves. I've heard that fig leaves are very itchy. I don't know this personally. But it kind of goes with uh, some of the mindset of penance that we have developed through not only the church age, but also in Old Testament times. That, you know, sackcloth was put on because sackcloth is miserable. It'd be like, I don't wear wool because it's itchy. Some people wear it because it keeps you warm. But I don't need help in that usually. My thought would be like wearing wool in a hot summer day. You don't need any help in that area when it's warm out. But it would become miserable to you. And so in mankind's mindset, sometimes we think, you know, okay, we need to clothe ourselves in something miserable. God will look upon us in pity. And that's what he did with Adam and Eve. He saw what they were clothed with. It wasn't proper covering. It was something that was man-made. And that which was man-made would never be sufficient to cover the sin that they committed. And God took an animal. He slew the animal and made a covering for them. The Bible doesn't name the animal. I believe it might have been a lamb. But what's significant in the process of making the skin to clothe them, according to Genesis 3.21, blood was shed. And the Bible tells us that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. There is no covering for our sin. So in Jesus was life. The life was the light of men. But because of Adam and Eve's sin, we have been separated from God. And the Lord, he's still life. He's still the light of men. But there needs to be that covering. And today, God offers an eternal covering through his son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. In John 5, 26, for as the father has life in himself, he also granted the son to have life in himself. And thus Jesus gives life. He is the lamb of God. It takes away the sin of the world. According to Revelation 13, 8, he's the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And it's through Jesus Christ that we find that covering. He is the life, and the life was the light of men. And just think about it. The Son of God who participated with his Father in creation, the creation of the heavens and the earth, came as a man that he might minister among the sons of men, being himself the word, the life, and the light of men. This life and light is available to all mankind 
for we all exist and live and have our being because of Jesus Christ. But the true life that God intended can only come through saving faith in Jesus Christ. That is my prayer for us today, Lord, that we would confess your Son as our Savior, because, Lord, we have acknowledged that we have sinned and fall short of your glory. Lord, because we have believed in your Son as our Savior, who is not only the Word who became flesh and dwelt among us, but is also the light and the life of men. And I pray, Father, that through the teaching of your Word here in the Gospel of John, Lord, that you would just grow us in our faith, that we would come into a deeper understanding of your great love toward us, but also, Lord, that we would come into a, a walk, a relationship with you that would cause us, Lord, to be spirit-filled, walking in your guidance each day of our lives, that we might live and serve you with our lives. It's my prayer, Lord, for each of us in this fellowship. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Calvary Chapel is a fellowship of believers in the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Our greatest desire is to know Christ and to be conformed into His image by the power of His Holy Spirit. If you would like more information about Calvary Chapel, or if you would like a copy of today's message, please contact us at 847-265-0646. That's 847-265-0646. Thank you so much for joining us today, and may the Lord richly bless you as you worship Him today.